What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 12 of Jocks Your Socks Off. Figured I want to get one out there. And uh, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, those of you that know me probably know the fucking movie already. Of course, I'm talking about from 1996, Scream, baby. It's a scream, baby. Um, fucking dope movie. I saw it four times in the fucking theater. I love it to death. It's, I never get tired of watching it. Um, so I'm going to fucking bust it out here on the fucking podcast, I think. So Scream, uh, released, uh, December 20th, 1996. And the reason it was released in December, like so close to Christmas, because like Christmas is usually like family movies and holiday movies and like feel good movies and shit like that. So Bob Weinstein of Dimension Films thought like, well, what do teenagers go see during this time? You know, they don't want to get dragged to fucking these movies with their parents and shit. Let's release a fucking horror movie. So they released it in December. December 96, it stayed in the theaters from December 96 until May of 1997. That's how long this fucking movie ran for. And that's how, that's when I went and fucking saw this shit in the theaters. Um, it's 111 minutes long. The on... There is like a, there's a not rated copy. I used to have it on, on uh, VHS and like a lot of the scenes were not cut. So there's more, uh, there's more gore. There's more, um, stuff that they didn't show in that. Like it's, it's an uncut copy on VHS. And like, for instance, the beginning when, uh, Casey Becker is hung up on a tree in the regular version, they like zoom in you know, super fast to kind of get it out of the way. This one just slow and long and they stay with it. And there's a bunch of other scenes that I can talk about as we get into it as well. Uh, directed by Wes Craven, written by Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson was inspired to write this. He was house sitting for a friend alone in this big old house. He was watching like a crime show. Um, and he got inspired by the killer who was on there, the Gainesville Ripper, Danny Rowling, who broke into college uh, girls' houses. I think he killed like four people. He fucking murdered them. He dismembered them. He decapitated them. He put like, he posed their bodies, you know, so when somebody did find them, it'd be all fucking grotesque and shit. So he kind of got inspiration from that. But he got inspiration from so many movies as well. Um, throughout this fucking thing. Halloween is Kevin Williamson's favorite movie. Ton of homages in this movie to Halloween. We'll get into those as well. Same shit as like, uh, we'll, we'll start talking about it, man. Let's just get into it. Um, Marco Beltrami did the music. It was the first horror movie he ever saw, apparently. And he did the music for it. And he did a fucking great job. Uh, K&B did the effects. They did an awesome job as well. Uh, budget was 14 to 15 million. Box office, 173 million dollars. So huge fucking payoff. And if you're thinking it's in theaters from December to May, you're gonna have a shit ton of fucking money. And they got a shit ton of my money because I went and saw it so fucking much. Um so well, let's let's fucking get into it. We start out uh um Drew Barrymore plays Casey Becker. They originally cast her as the role of uh, Sydney Prescott, you know, the main the main girl. 
But Drew said, I don't want to do this. I want to play Casey. No one will think that I get killed in this movie. And it's like, because you see like posters of the shit. And it's like Drew Barrymore's face on a lot of posters. So, oh, Drew Barrymore's in this movie? No, she gets killed within the first fucking 15 minutes. And the first 15 minutes are fucking ruthless. It starts with an anonymous call. Um, he's calling her. And it just gets more intense and more intense and more intense as the phone calls come. And they get more menacing and shit like that. It just, fuck, man. It's like, and there's it's full of horror cliches, too. Like, she's sitting there yelling at the door, who's there, when the doorbell rings. And the voice on the phone's like, you should never say who's there. Don't you watch scary movies? It's a death wish, you know? And they're discussing, uh, you know, what's your favorite scary movie, he asked her. And he says Halloween and uh, and all this other stuff. So they get into it, and he starts asking these questions. Like, he says something like, um, she's like, why do you want to know my name? And he says, because I want to know who I'm looking at. And then she's like, what would you say? I want to know who I'm talking to. So, and they go into it. And he he starts doing all this shit. He's like, turn on the patio light. And her boyfriend, Steve, is out there tied to a chair. And he says he wants to play a game. You answer right, Steve lives. If you don't, whatever. So they get into it. Uh, he asks her a couple questions, a couple easy ones. And then comes the trick question. He's like, name the killer in Friday the 13th. And she's immediately like, Jason. Jason's the killer in Friday. No, he's not. If you know anything about the fucking movies, it's uh, Pamela Voorhees, Jason's mother, was a killer. But you don't think about that. You think, oh, you hear Friday the 13th, who is a killer? Jason. Your mind is going to go right there. And you're going to be fucking dead because you guessed it wrong. So she guesses it wrong. And Steve gets fucking gutted. And then he answers, he asks her the next question, what door am I at? There's two main doors of your house, the patio door and the front door. And she, before she gets a chance to answer, chair comes flying through the patio door, right? So he's fucking been out there the whole time. He's been watching her and shit. And she kind of hides around the house. Um, he find, uh, Ghostface finally catches up to her, chases her outside, stabs her. She's still on the phone during all this. Her parents come home. Um, they find the fucking house kind of in disarray. There's popcorn on fire and shit. They can hear her on the phone. The phone line is still on because she is still connected on the phone. They go outside and her mom screams and they find Casey Becker hanging from a fucking tree. Right? Fucking just gutted. Fucking intestines hanging out. She's fucked up. She's done. Then we go to a scene. Um, Sydney Prescott. We meet our fucking final girl of the movie. Spoiler alert, motherfucker. Um, she's typing away at her fucking computer. She hears noises outside. Up pops uh, Billy Loomis, her boyfriend. Another fucking nod to um, Halloween. Loomis, the last name Loomis, which is also another nod from Psycho. That there was, Loomis was a character in, in Psycho. So it all goes fucking back. There's so many homages through this whole fucking thing. It's like fucking ridiculous, you know. Even, uh, let me go back, because uh, when the parents find her, when the, the parents come home, and they're like, you know, drive down on the McKenzie's. The McKenzie's were the people down the street from fucking in Halloween. 
what Laurie Strode says. I want you to go down to the McKenzie's and stuff. So there's so many, so many homages through the, out this whole fucking movie that it's, it's hard to fucking catch unless you pay attention to it and seen it so many times. So, uh, Billy's in there and stuff and they're fucking, you know, he's trying to get some pussy. Obviously Sydney's not giving it up to him. And I, that's pretty much it. She's fucking flashes her titties and makes him fucking leave. Right. So it's the next day. Yeah, we're in school now going to the school. There is news all over the fucking place. News, uh, news people are all over the place. Police are all over the place. We kind of get a glimpse of Gail Weathers for a minute, played by Courtney Cox. Uh, if we want to break down the people who are in this too, we can. Uh, Sydney Prescott, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox is Gail Weathers, David Arquette is Dewey, uh, Billy Loomis is um, Skeet Ulrich, Matthew Lillard is Stu, Jamie Kennedy is Randy, Rose McGowan is Tatum. Um, and just fucking everybody, the principal, uh, principal Henry is fucking, uh, Henry Winkler. So just a bunch of folk in this fucking movie, right? Um, and then we meet Tatum, Rose McGowan, uh, Sydney's best friend comes up, you know, to her, like, can you believe this shit? You know, and they start talking about what happened and she kind of throws in, she's like, she says, Dewey, Dewey is, uh, Tatum's brother. We'll find out in a bit. And... Um, she says, Dewey's been saying this is the worst crime in years ever since, well, it's bad, but she don't fucking mess and men, mention the crime that it's as bad as, right? Um, I can't even read my own fucking writing here. Um, so we go into the class. Um, we are in the principal's office now. It's, uh, Dewey, uh, Sheriff Hembry. No, um, I'm sorry, Principal Hembry and Sheriff Burke, who are bringing in students and questioning them about stuff. And they bring him in, and Henry Winkler is kind of weird. He's, like, touching Sydney a little bit, you know, and it's it's kind of fucking off-putting. Like, the other characters, Dewey and the Sheriff, kind of give him a look like, you know, something's not right. You know, so it's throwing off them red herrings right away. Like, this could be anybody. It could be the fucking principal at this point. That's just how they're fucking doing it, right? And then there's a scene. Beautiful fucking... This movie is beautifully shot as well. They're sitting around like this fountain thing. It is uh, Stu, Billy, Randy, Tatum, and Sydney, And they're talking about um, like some of the questions that the police asked them and stuff. Like, they asked you if you like to hunt. Why would they ask you if you like to hunt? Because their bodies were gutted. Um, and stuff like that. So they kind of get into this. Sydney fucking feels uncomfortable. She fucking bones out. Um, next we're at Sydney getting off the bus and she's going into an empty house. Um, her dad is not there. I failed to neglect previously when Billy came into her room, her dad kind of comes in and he's, he's going out of town on business, I guess. So his dad's not going to be there. So Sydney gets off the bus into an empty house. Um, She's walking around and shit and doing stuff. She sits on the thing and she turns on the news. Every news channel has something about this killing in Woodsboro is where they're at. And the channel that Gail Weathers is on brings up a ki uh, killing a year prior. And we find out that 
Maureen Prescott, Sidney's mother, was the one who was killed a year prior. And they don't say Sidney's last name a lot until this point, but unless you're paying attention, then you figure out it's her mother. So she turns the TV off, she goes and lays on the couch, and there's a picture of her with her mother. So it's like, okay, this was Sydney's mother who got killed a year ago. And she's waiting for um, Tatum is going to come and pick her up. She's going to stay with Tatum tonight. She don't want to fucking stay alone, right? So Tatum calls, says she's on her way. She gets another phone call. Um, and it's the killer. She thinks it's Randy. Um, trying to play the fucking role, like to scare her and shit like that. But she soon comes to find that it's not Brandy. It's the fucking killer, right? And she says like some cliche shit too. She's like, she don't like scary movies. She's like, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big breasted girl who can't act, who's running up the, uh, running up the stairs when she'd be going out the front door. And what does she do when the killer fucking attacks? She runs upstairs. She don't go out the fucking front door because it's locked. She can't get it open. She runs upstairs. Locks herself in her room. Starts to put 911. She tries to use the phone, but it's still, like, connected because she was on the phone before. So she calls 911 on her fucking computer, right? And then at that second, boom. Who comes in the window? Billy. He says, I heard he heard screaming. And stuff. Billy comes in, starts hugging her, saying it's going to be okay. And a cell phone falls from his pocket. And at this point, you're thinking, like, this is fucking scary as shit. Like, this is, like, 96. There were not a ton of cell phones back in 96. They were just kind of getting out there. I had a fucking beeper back in 96, right? I had a fucking pager. So... It's kind of getting into that technology and stuff. And you think about it like this could be anybody. There could be somebody walking around your fucking house outside and shit with a cell phone watching your fucking every move and you don't know it. And they can be calling you and doing this shit. And it's so fucking scary. So Sydney freaks out. She runs downstairs. Uh, Billy's yelling at her and shit. And then she opens the front door. Boom. Mask right in her face. Ghostface mask. And but it's just Dewey. Uh Dewey, they got the call. He said he found it and shit like that. Um, bear with me a second. I'm gonna have a little vape here. I'm getting worked up. <laughs> so and then uh they take Billy into custody. Uh they take him down down to the station. We are we're in the station now, they're questioning Billy. What are you doing with a cellular telephone? He said, everyone's got one, Sheriff. Check the calls and this and that. They have to hold them until they get the phone records, right? Um. So Tatum's trying to get Sydney out of there to fucking get the fuck out of the police station. Um. They go out the back. Gail Weathers is there. And I'm sorry, I'm like burpy. What the fuck? Um. Gail Weathers is there out the back when they come out. And she's kind of getting into it with uh, um, with Sydney a little bit, you know, ask, ask some questions. And fucking Sydney just fucking decks her. Just boom, right in the fucking eye, right? Just drops her. And then we're back at uh, Tatum's house where they're sleeping over and stuff. And they're talking a little bit. And there's a phone call. 
and it's for Sid. Um, so Sidney goes out, answers the phone, and the voice is like, poor Billy boyfriend. It looks, it looks like you fingered the wrong guy again. And in the background, you hear Tatum's mom is trying to call for Dewey. And then once the phone call hangs up, Dewey comes out of his room. So trying to throw another red herring at you, you know, just they're trying to fuck with you, trying to seem like who's, who is it? Who is it? You know, <clears throat> then it's the next morning. Uh, Dewey says that they had to release Billy. He didn't make the phone calls. Um, so boom, we're at school again. There's police everywhere. There's news everywhere. Uh, Linda Blair is a news reporter. Um, Sydney gets out of the police car cause Dewey's driving to school. She's like, so what's it like to be almost brutally butchered? And just, yeah, so Linda Blair is in there with a cameo and shit like that. And, uh, you know, they kind of get into it and stuff like there's chaos going on. Some people are running around the hallways, but ghost face costumes on and shit. And, um, um, Sydney starts running down the hallway and then Billy appears and she tells him that, the, you know, the killer called her last night and he said it couldn't have been him cause he was in jail and they kind of get into it a little bit. She goes to the bathroom. She hears a couple bitches talking shit about her. Um, they leave. She starts hearing whispering. And then out from a stall pops fucking ghost face. Is it really the killer? Is it just somebody pretending? We don't fucking know, right? So she bails out and shit. And school ends up getting canceled because of this for the rest of the day. School gets canceled. There's a curfew put in effect. For the entire fucking town of Woodsboro. Um, and that's it. The school is done. They get out. Um, Stu is walking with them. Stu is Matthew Lillard. He's talking about, uh, well, we got this curfew shit. I'm going to have a party at my place tonight. Impromptu party, right? Come, fucking come to the fucking party. They convinced Sydney to go to the fucking party. Um, we go back to school. Uh, Principal Henry is in his office. He's fucking around with the ghost mask. He's like scaring himself and shit, you know. Knocks on the door. Goes out, checks it. There's nobody there. Another knock on the door. He goes out into the hallway. The janitor is out there mopping the floor. It's Wes Craven in Freddy's outfit. Freddy's hat and fucking sweater, right? This is Wes Craven. Busted out a fucking cameo for this shit. He busted out the costume just for this fucking scene, right? Um, Goes back in. Principal's fucking dead. Uh, he dies. Principal Henry gets killed by Ghostface. Uh, so now we're in a scene at Tatum's house. Tatum and Sydney are there. They're talking stuff. Um, uh, stuff about her mother. And um, Sydney says if, if she was wrong about Cotton Weary, Cotton Weary is the guy who got um, arrested for Sydney's mom's murder. You know, but through all this stuff, she is starting to second guess. Okay. If Cotton didn't do it, then the killer's still out there, right? So they're talking about this and stuff like that, you know, because she got the killer. And it's like, you know, the killer said on the phone when she called her at Tatum's house, like, looks like you picked the wrong guy again. Like, like Cotton didn't fucking do this shit, right? Um, so there, and then we're, um, they go to uh, the supermarket. They're getting food and shit for the party. Uh, with Dewey, Dewey goes back to the police station, 
and throw some more red herring shit at him. Um, you see Ghostface stalking around the house, plus at the fucking uh, the grocery store. So they're making you think that Dewey could be the fucking killer. And just stuff like this. And, like, the boots, like, he wears, like, boots, like, steel-toe fucking boots. And Dewey's at the thing talking to his chief, and his chief puts out a cigarette, and they show the boots. And there's ominous music, like, these are the fucking boots, like, Another fucking red herring. They're throwing people all over the fucking place who could be the killer. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Then we go to, uh, I don't know, if, I think it might be before this whole thing, but it's the, um, uh, we're at the video store where Randy is working. Randy works at the video store, and Stu's in there talking to him, asks him if he's going to come to the party, and Randy tells him his theory that Billy is the fucking killer, you know, like his motive is Sydney wouldn't have sex with him. And Randy knows all this shit, you know, about these fucking movies. Because he's like his fucking video nerd, right? Um, uh, so we go, and then it's finally, it's the fucking party. Um, they roll up. Uh, Dewey's dropping Tatum and Sydney off at the party. And then the, they show the news van rolling in behind him. Gail Weathers and her cameraman is coming up behind them. And they enter the fucking party and just a bunch of fucking kids drinking, having fucking fun, um, and doing their own thing. So we get into it. Um, uh, fucking where are we at on this thing here? All right. So they're in there for a little bit. Um, Dewey takes Gail in to check the party out. Uh, they get in there. They're all fucking excited. Um. <laughs> Sydney asks Dewey about uh, her dad, if they heard anything from her dad. Gail sets up a camera inside there, like a little hidden camera and shit, um, so she can watch the party. <clears throat> we go to Tatum. Uh, Stu asks Tatum to go get some beers. So she goes out to the garage. Goes out to the garage, gets some beers. Um, the door is locked. She's trying to get in. She can't. She tries to open the garage door, um, but it goes down. She looks behind her. Ghost faces there. Close the fucking door, right? And she thinks it's Randy, right? She thinks it's just a, like a fucking joke. And then Ghostface pulls out a knife, cuts her fucking forearm, right? So she's she's scared now. Like holy shit, this is for real. And Ghostface kind of attacks her. She throws beer bottles at him and shit. She tries to escape out of the doggy door. Of the fucking garage door, right? She's halfway fucking out. And Ghostface lifts up the garage door. Lifting fucking Tatum up with the garage door. And she's struggling to get out. Boom. She gets her fucking head crushed. Up where it fucking meets. So she's just fucking hanging there, right? And fuck. And now they're showing more people leave um, the party. Um, um, Billy shows up to the party now as these people are leaving, says he wants to talk to Sydney they go up to the fucking bedroom. They fucking start talking and stuff. Then we go back out to the van where Gail has left the party and now she's back to the van with her cameraman. They're watching the footage and they're like, shit, I have a 30 second delay on the camera 
but it's like good footage. They're fucking watching everything, right? It's right under the television. They're sitting around watching movies or watching Halloween and shit at this time. Um, Billy and Sydney start talking. They start to get it on. Um, now we're watching this. We're watching Halloween that the kids are watching. And this is where Randy sets up the rules in order to survive a horror movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. It's the sin factor. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say you'll be right back. Because you won't be back. And fucking Stu's like, I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. You know, so it's like, you know, it's all, all fucky. They're, fu they're fucked, right? Um... So they're sitting around watching this movie. More people are leaving. Um, Randy gets, a, they get a phone call. Uh, the phone rings. Randy answers it right in front of the television. And it's a phone call saying that they found Principal Hembry dead. His body was hung up on the goalpost at the high school. So, like, the kind of remaining guys, like, leave. You know, we're getting the house more and more empty so we can finish out this fucking final scene. So the less and less people there, you know, the easier all this shit is to fucking, uh, to carry out. So Sydney and, uh, Sydney and Billy are done having sex. She's not a virgin anymore. She finally fucking gave it up. Um, they're sitting there talking to each other. In comes Ghostface, stabs Billy, chases Sydney, um, fucking chases her around, <coughs> um, for a while. And we're going out, and during this, I'm sorry, when when the guys started fucking leave after they got the phone call about Hembry, a bunch of guys fucking boned out in their cars, right? And Gail and Dewey are trying to walk down because they heard there's a car in the bushes somewhere. And they find this car, and it's um, Sydney's dad. What the fuck is his name? Neil Prescott. It's Neil Prescott's car. So they go back to the house. We got to fucking, we got to get up here, right? So we go into the house. We're back at the house after all this, after um, Billy gets stabbed and Sydney's running around outside. She's been chased by Ghostface for a little bit here. Um, she finds the cameraman in the van. Gets in the van. Cameraman's like, I got a camera in the house, you know? But it's like, oh shit, I'm on a 30 second delay. So he goes out of the van and boom, Ghostface right there, cuts his fucking throat. He's fucking dying. Sydney fucking runs away again. Um, she got stabbed in the shoulder a little bit. He's just a little poke in the shoulder. She's running away, you know, now from Ghostface and stuff. And Gail and Dewey are getting back to the house at this point. And Gail says, or Dewey says, you know, go in the van, call the fucking, call back up, whatever. So she gets in the van. Her cameraman, Kenny, is nowhere to be fucking found. She um, tries to call the police. Randy pops up in her fucking window, like, what's going on? And he, she fucking knocks him out with the phone. And she's fucking bones out in the van. There's blood all over the windshield. She's wiping it down. She starts to fucking drive away. Her cameraman, Kenny, slides down the fucking windshield. And she's driving away. She's just fucking all freaking out. 
and she's driving and Sydney's there in the middle of the fucking road and she almost runs Sydney over. But she crashes through like fences and shit like that. She crashes into a tree, right? So she's fucking done. Um, so during all this, Dewey was in the house looking around and stuff. And we don't really see Dewey tell that. And then Sydney, after all this about almost getting fucking ran over by Gail Weathers and the fucking man, she's back at the house. Uh, she's calling for Dewey. Dewey comes out of the house. He's all, like, stumbling around. Boom. He has a fucking knife in his back, right? He got stabbed in the back. Ghostface comes out, takes the knife out. Sydney runs into the uh, uh, Dewey's police van. Um, ends up calling for help. Ghostface attacks her. She gets out. Ghostface, you know, Ghostface disappears. She gets out. Um, and then, boom. Randy appears. Um, limp and he's all fucking hurt. And then Stu appears. It's like, where the fuck is Stu been? Like, Stu's trying to blame Randy, like he killed Tatum and shit like that. And they're trying to, Randy and uh, Stu are trying to blame each other and shit, right? And then <laughs> Sydney gets up by Dewey, takes the gun. She's like, fuck you both. And then locks him out of the fucking house, right? Um, so now we got Billy. He comes. He's all hurt, you know, Sydney, and he comes stumbling down the stairs like he's been stabbed and shit like that. And she's like, don't open the door. They're out there and shit. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. Give me the gun. Stu takes the gun. Or, I'm sorry, Billy takes the gun, opens the door. Randy comes in. Stu's flipped out. He's gone mad, right? Billy Loomis. We all go a little mad sometimes. And fucking shoots Randy in the shoulder. Like. What the fuck? Like, so it, it's it's the whole fucking tables have fucking turned. Like, you may have thought Billy did it earlier in the movie. You may have thought it again, but now it's coming to fruition. Like, holy fuck. Billy is one of the fucking killers. Billy is the fucking killer, right? And he's like, he kind of tastes his own wound. He's like, corn syrup. The same stuff they use for pigs, blood, and carry. And if you know anything about fucking movies, the major ingredient in fake blood is corn syrup. It's like corn syrup and fucking food coloring, pretty much, is all you need for fucking fake blood, right? Um, so Sydney tries to run away, and then Stu's there. Stu busts out a voice box. Surprise, Sydney. It's the fucking the voice on the phone, right? So, and now she's fucked. Like, there's not one of them. There's fucking two killers. There's fucking two people. And they have her in the kitchen and shit. And they're just, you know, explaining why they're doing um, what they're doing. And it all comes down to the motive. They want to know. You hear that? I think she wants a motive. So the motive is Sydney's, Sydney's mom was fucking Billy's father. And that's the reason her his mom moved out and abandoned him, right? So it's it's all because of her. It's all because of her mother that they're fucking like this. Billy fucking found out somehow that his his dad was cheating with Sydney's mom and ultimately fucking did something like. 
And they talk about how easy it was to frame Cotton Weary for it. And they framed him. They're the ones that killed Sidney's mom and framed Cotton Weary for it. And that was the whole motive because his mom abandoned him because his dad was having sex with Sidney's mom. So they killed his mom. So, and we're going through this stuff and they're talking about, you know, there's somebody has to survive, you know, so, you know, somebody has to be left for dead. So they start stabbing each other in the fucking kitchen. And on my unrated VHS, it's hardcore because they show the stabbing more and they show a lot more blood on that fucking scene. There's a scene where they shy, they go to, um, they pull Sydney's dad from the basement. So they're going to try to pin this whole thing on Sydney's dad. Like the anniversary of her mom's death, send him into a murder spree. He killed everyone. So they have, they have uh, her dad tied up, right? And during his team where they're, they're stabbing each other and um, Stu is just like bloody as fuck. And they cut to a scene where it's shows Sydney's dad laying on the floor tied up and just blood just dripping and dripping and dripping and dripping off Stu. They don't show it in the, the cut version. All they, 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 you hear sounds of blood drips and you see some of it. But the uncut, it just shows the blood just fucking dripping. And that was one of the scenes that was cut, too, because it's moving blood. You can't necessarily show that in a fucking movie, right? Um, so this all goes on, and they, um, Gail Weather shows up and talks, well, she, she foiled your plan, right? And... She tries to shoot them with the gun. It doesn't work because it's locked. They fucking kick her out the front door. And she's laying there by Dewey, right? <clears throat> and in this time, while they were fucking around with Gail, Sydney escaped. Sydney took her dad and she's gone. So they go back. They cannot find. They, they can't find her. She's gone from the kitchen. Um, They go into it and... They're just fucked up from being stabbed and stuff. And Stu is really fucking hurt. And one of the best lines in this fucking movie that was ad-libbed because it happened. Um, Sydney calls calls the house on the cell phone, right? And, you know, are you alone in the house? And uh, gives the phone to Stu. And he's talking to her. And then Billy takes the phone again. And they're so fucking bloody. And Billy, like throws the phone and it hits Stu like in the back of the head. It hit Matthew Lillard in the back of the head, like for real. And he added the line. He's like, fucking hit me with the phone, dick. Because it slipped out of his fucking hand because his hand was so fucking bloody and they were so bloody and shit. And so they're going around and Billy's running around looking for him. And he gets caught off guard. He's going down the hallway. He's about to go to the basement or whatever. And then he's, his his mind is somewhere else because he's watching Halloween on the fucking TV. So in that second, Sydney pops up from the fucking basement, stabs him with a fucking umbrella like a bunch of times in the shoulder and the chest and shit. And uh, he's down, right? And then Stu comes running out. They fight. 
like they get some good fucking blows and like he fucking just punches Sydney in the face so goddamn hard and shit. And they're fighting and stuff. And she flips the TV onto Stu's head, electrocuting him, killing him, presumably killing him, right? Um uh, so they're doing this and shit. And then Randy pops up again. What? No. Okay. Yeah, is Randy pops up first? Or Gail? Okay, no, so he, um, I'm sorry, Billy comes, he's he's not dead. He comes back up. He starts fighting with Sydney and shit, right? And uh, he's about to stab her. Sydney takes his, her finger and sticks it into this fucking wound from the umbrella, right? Just right into his fucking chest. Oh, my God, that would fucking hurt. And then, um, and then, boom, gunshot to the shoulder. Gail's back. She got the gun, and she fucking, she shot him in the shoulder, right? And now, now Billy's like, he's down and out and shit, right? And then Randy's up and stuff again. And you think they're all safe. And Randy's like, careful. This is the supposed moment where the supposedly dead killer comes back to life for one last scare, right? And Billy pops up. He's like, ah. And then Sidney shoots him right in the fucking forehead. Not in my movie. So he's fucking out. So we do get one more scare. Her dad comes <laughs> bailing up from the fucking basement, breaking through the door all tied up and shit and scares them all and stuff. And then they they untie him and fucking rescue him and save the fucking day. And then it's the next morning. Everyone's, you know, Gail, Gail's trying to do a, she's trying to do a news report live from this eyewitness account at this fucking murders that happened at this farmhouse that shook this entire fucking community over the last couple of days. She is beat the fuck up. She's bruised. She's fucked up. But she's still trying to do this, right? And that's the end of the fucking movie. That is the last fucking scene of the movie. And it's it's fucking great. It's I can't say enough things about this goddamn movie. Like uh, it's like I said, people that know me know that I love this movie to fucking death. I watch it so many times. I was gonna do a little watch party, like sit here and watch the entire movie and do a podcast at the same time. But all it would really be is me doing every fucking line of this entire movie. So I didn't fucking do it. But I love this fucking movie to death. It re-sparked the fucking horror genre, the slasher genre in 96. A lot of fucking imitators after that. I know what you did last summer. Kevin Williamson wrote that too. So you got to kind of throw some credit in there. Valentine, Urban Legend. Just all this shit that came out after this is blatant fucking thank you to Scream, which re-fucking did it, revitalized that shit. The slasher genre that was huge in like the 80s, because it died off early 90s. There was not a lot of good slasher shit. It was done to death. It was, it sucked. Scream came out, 1996. Revitalized that shit. And I love it to death. It's one of my favorite movies. It will always be one of my favorite movies of all time. It is so fucking smart. It is so ruthless. 
It's fucking scary. It's hardcore. I fucking love it to death. It, I can't say enough good things about fucking Scream. I could sit here and suck its dick all night long, but I'm not going to do that. I think I'm going to call that the episode of Jock Your Socks Off. Scream episode, episode 12, baby. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Go watch fucking Scream. If it's been a while since you've seen it, go watch it shit again. I highly recommend it. I love you all. Thank you very much for listening. Well, bye.